Welcome back to 613 Ramban. We are going to conclude Parshas Lech Lecha today, the 6th and 7th Aliyah. The 6th Aliyah begins with the Brisbane Habasarim, the covenant of the parts. We find Avram taking a number of animals, three sets of animals, and cutting them in half as a way of making a, an agreement, a, a, a contract of sorts with God. Uh, so they're split in between, and this is the notion that there are two partners over here. This is the first time we find Avram uh, having a, a covenant with Hashem. Until this time, it's been promises, but here are covenants, which means that there is some form of a partnership. In this, uh, right after, this experience of cutting the animals, Avram falls into a deep sleep and then he falls into a prophetic vision. In this prophetic vision, he is told that his children, his offspring, are going to be enslaved. The nation that enslaves them is going to be, uh, is ultimately going to be punished and that the children will ultimately come back to the land of Israel, which they will inherit. Now, the commentators all ask, wait a second, why is Paro punished for enslaving and subjugating the Jewish people? Isn't he just following God's will? The Ramban suggests that yes, it's true, he was following God's will, uh, but he went too far. We know Paro went above and beyond. He went to the extreme in his subjugation, in his, uh, in his punishing, in his, in his viciousness towards the Jewish people. And therefore, yes, to some extent, there was a fulfillment of God's will, but he went way too far. The next chapter, we find Sarai, uh, the wife of Avram, who is still barren at this point, suggesting to Avram to take her maidservant Hagar as a wife. And through that union, there'll be a child and that child will, and here there are two opinions as to what's going to take place. Either that child will be seen as like an adopted child for Sarai. So Hagar is acting almost like as a surrogate mother. Alternatively, the idea is more of a mystical idea that when Sarai, get, when Hagar gets uh, a child, then since she is connected to Sarai, she is going. there's going to be some blessing brought to the world that Sarai will also be able to be a beneficiary of, and th- hopefully through that, she will also have a child. Okay, so whichever approach we take, uh, Hagar conceives, and at this point, Sarai is quite, uh, it treats her quite harshly, and the Ramban points out that this was a terrible mistake. She had no right to doing so. Yes, perhaps it's true that Hagar was acting in an arrogant fashion towards Sarai, but she had, should not have done so. And once again, in this section, so, um, the Ramban invokes the principle of Ma'ase Avos Simulabanim, that there is some foreshadowing of what's going to take place. The fact that Sarai is uh, treats Hagar in this fashion causes Hagar to feel, obviously, a distance and a, and a d- distrust and a, and a hate towards Sarai. And because of that, this ultimately leads to the nation of Ishmael and the conflicts that we have up until this day. Okay, so pretty uh, powerful statement in terms of some of the actions or the misactions, the, the misdeeds that we perform and the ramifications that they could have, especially, of course, as it pertains to our forefathers, our matriarchs and patriarchs. Okay, uh, Hagar is overwhelmed by Sarai. She therefore runs away. She therefore runs away. Amalek encourages her to go back home. And uh, promises her that she will also be the the she will also be able to to have uh, many children and nations will come from her as well from her child and she bears this child this child is of course Ishmael. At this point, seventeenth chapter, Avram is told to uh, uh, circumcise his children, uh, and this is a continuation of the covenant that was given to him. And uh, he's told that in doing so, you will be blessed, and Sarai will no longer be called Sarai, just like you are no longer going to be called Avram. You are call, call, going to be called Avra. Your wife will now be called Sarah, and she will also be giving birth to a child. And then we're told that Avram goes ahead and does so. He circumcises himself and his family and all of his servants. The symbolism of circumcision is uh, debated between the different commentators. The Ramban understands that the symbolism of circumcision is that it is an additional. To, it is additional to to our body. It's something beyond. We are born in one way, but we need to go beyond. It's a representation of the fact that we are constantly striving for more. What we'll call kedusha, holiness. There is 
teva, there's nature, there's the world as we know it, there's the way we're created. But the notion, the symbolism of a, of a bris is that God is telling us we need to do more, we need to strive for more. And that is, uh, again, the, the symbolism behind the bris mila. We'll pick up with next week's Parsha, God willing, next week. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbat.